Shalom. This is Ron Warren with Torm Life Ministries. Today's podcast covers the ego in you, and this is part one of four. In this podcast, we will discuss the characteristics of the ego and its wings and compare them to God's relationship to us. The foundational scripture for this podcast is found in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 11 and 12. It reads, As the eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings, takes them, bears them up on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. Now, in the King James Version of the Bible, an eagle is mentioned in 34 verses. Now, as we look at these verses, a couple of questions seem to pop out. Number one, what is it about the eagle that Moses would, would compare God to it? And number two, if you are created in the image of God, how do we relate to the young eagles? Number three, what is it about the relationship between the parents and the young eagles that we can compare God to us? The next podcast will cover the last two questions, but this podcast will cover the first one. What is it about the eagle that Moses would compare God to them? Let's answer this question by explaining the characteristics of the eagle. You know, the Bible has a great deal to say about eagles. In Isaiah 40, verse 31, it reads, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's one of my favorite verses. Now, also in Psalm 103, verse 5, it reads, So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We will be talking about the renewal. In Psalm 91, verse 4, it says, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings, the wings of an eagle, shall you trust. In continuing about the uh, basis of eagles, in Ezekiel chapter 17, verse 3, the eagle is a large bird. In 2 Samuel 1, verse 23, it talks about its swiftness. Now, Jeremiah is going to tell us that it builds its nest on lofty rocks. And Job will tell us that it has keen eyesight and can see a great distance. And then there's the foundation scripture that we just read in the beginning of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 11 and 12. These verses speak of a family of eagles. Now, when you study the eagle, we are going to discover that the eagle is a large bird of prey that is active chiefly in the daytime. The eagle is noted for its strength, its size, its keenness of vision, and its powers of flight. The eagle is a strong bird. I mean, the eagle can fly high in the sky, and it has a very keen vision. It can look low and see a grasshopper hopping around in the grass and say to itself, There's my food for the moment. Then this eagle will swoop down, snatching up the grasshopper in his sharp talons, and he's going to have an afternoon snack. But the strongest thing about the eagle is that the eagle speaks of the nature of our God. Now, that statement forces another question. How is the nature of God compared to the eagle? 
Well, the first characteristic of the eagle is that the eagle's warrior spirit. The eagle's warrior spirit shows God protection. The eagle is a fierce fighter. In fact, the Air Force has a plane called the Eagle F-15 that is unequal in its ability as a fighter plane. It has all of the modern weapons that allows it to have great vision like the Eagle. And in our last war, this plane had 490 kills to zero. That is an appropriate name for that fighter plane. It's called the Iron Eagle. God is the Iron Eagle over his land. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 8 and 9 reads, In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day will be, shall be like David, and the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all of the nations that come against Jerusalem. The second characteristic is the eagle's sight. The eagle's sight shows God omnipotence. The eagle has two sets of eyelids. One eyelid is used for flying directly into the sun, while the other eyelid is used for hunting. I mean, it's the only bird that has bifocals. For us, as we are always looking to the Lord, we must also engage in spiritual warfare against the enemy and overcome him. Now, the eagle comes from the only bird family that has both telescopic sight and a kind of zoom-in focus lens. Let me explain. It can see from as far as seven and a half miles away. An eagle can search out objects miles away. An eagle can see a quarter from over 200 yards away and a rabbit from 100 feet, 100 feet in the air over a mile away. Now this increases their ability to judge and discern the true situation. The eagle's sight typifies God's omnipotence. I mean, he sees and knows all. Now, with our telescopic lens, we too need to have strong prophetic eyesight to see into the realms and the dimensions of the Spirit. And with this zoom-in focused lens, when it sees its prey, the eagle narrows its focus on it and sets out to get it. No matter what the obstacles, that eagle will never shift its focus from the prey until he swoops down and grabs it with its claws. And it's the same with us. Like the eagle, with our zoom-in focus lens, we are able to judge, discern, and pick up things that the natural eye or the natural mind would never be able to see or understand. We are given the supernatural wisdom and ability to discern the true situation and see everything that happens to us from God's vantage point. Number three is the eagle's swiftness. The eagle's swiftness shows God omnipresence. The eagle can fly at speeds of over 100 miles an hour and can reach 180 miles an hour in an extended dive. God does not need to travel at high speeds because he's everywhere present. In Psalm 139, verse 8, it reads, If I ascend into heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. 
The fourth characteristic is the eagle's strength. The eagle's strength shows God's omnipotence. The, eagle, the adult eagle carries or weighs about 25 pounds, but it can pick up and carry animals that weigh between 50 to 75 pounds. Eagles' handlers must wear protective gear to keep the birds from crushing their arms. The eagle's strength reminds us of God's omnipotence. Job said, I know that you can do anything. And then we have the eagle's soaring. The eagle's soaring shows God's holiness. Eagles can fly higher than any other birds. They have been accidentally hit by jets in flight at 30,000 feet. And if you were to observe an eagle through a pair of binoculars in the midst of a howling storm, you would see the eagle flying through the rain or sleet. But just about the time when it looks like the eagle is not going to make it, that eagle will shift into second gear, gain his second breath, and will soar higher and higher to ride above the storm until the storm passes. This shows us God's holiness, which is far above all. No one can approach God's holiness. Psalm 30, verse 4 reads, Sing unto the Lord, all ye saints of his, and give thanks to the remembrance of his holiness. Now let's talk about the eagle's wings. The eagle's wings have seven characteristics that connect to God. The connection to God's wings is the wings, number one, is the wings of his purpose. Approximately 2,000 years ago, God came in a form of a man. And like the mighty eagle that swoops down to aid its fallen eaglets, so God swooped down at the aid of a falling and helpless humanity to save us from certain destruction. I mean, he came to a people whom he had chosen, and he cried to them to say to them, saying, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which kills the prophets and stones them that are sent unto you. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen that does gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. That's located in Luke chapter 13, verse 34. A second characteristic of God's wings is the wings of his healing and salvation. Yeshua said in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The prophet Malachi cries out in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. It says, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness rise with healing in his wings. The word wings in Hebrew is tzitzit. And it was this verse that the woman with the issue of blood bleed in, and she became healed when she touched Yeshua's hem of the garment, which is where the tzitzit was. The third characteristic of God's wings is the wings of deliverance. Throughout the Bible, when God spoke of his deliverance, provision, and protection of his people, it refers to the wings of God. 
and in his deliverance of Israel from Egypt, he said in Exodus chapter 19, verse 4, You have seen what I have done to the Egyptians, and how I have bare you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. The fourth characteristic of God's wings is his wings of mercy. Within the tabernacle plan, God had Moses place the cherubim's wings as a covering of the mercy seat, which was above the Ark of the Covenant. In Exodus chapter 25, verses 20 to 22, it reads, And the cherubim shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and their faces shall look one to another. Toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubims be. And you shall put on put the mercy seat above the ark, and in the ark you shall place the testimony that I shall give you. And there I will meet with you, and I will commune with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all the things which I will give you in commandment unto the children of Israel. The cherubim's faces were always facing the mercy seat. And it appears that God's preference was mercy. Why? Because it was his mercy that the blood was shed. It was upon his mercy that his presence, his Shekinah, is revealed. And it was upon his mercy that he meets with man to reconcile him. And mercy is associated with the wings of God. The fifth characteristic of God's wings is his wings of trust. It means you can trust God for protection. David knew it. In Psalm 36, verse 7, David writes, How excellent are your loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust unto the shadow of your wings. The sixth characteristic of God's wings is his wings of refuge. David knew where it was to run into the refuge of God's wings. In Psalm 17, verses 6 to 8, it reads, I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Show your marvelous loving kindness. O you that saves by your right hand them that would put their trust in you from those that rise up against them, keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me under the shadow of your wings. In Psalm 51, David, verse 1, David also writes, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusts in you. Yes, in the shadow of your wings will I make my refuge until the calamities be overpassed. In Psalm 61, verse 4, it reads, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the comfort of your wings. Shelah. And in Psalm 91, verse 4, it, it, he says, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. In this eagle metaphor, God, the eagle, comes to wake the baby eagles in its nest. It hovers over them, spreads its wings over them, and 
finally lifts them on his wings in flight. We cannot continue and we talk, until we talk about the Messiah's wings. You know, the rabbis teach that there are two synonyms for wings in this verse. Kanaf, who has a geometric numerical value of 150, and Ibra, which has a numerical value of 208. Together, these two words equal 358, which is the numerical value of the Messiah. But that says, by the understanding of the rabbis, that the eagle carrying the Jewish people on his wings is the Messiah carrying out its divine messianic mission. Shalom. Until next, until the next podcast. If this teaching has been a blessing to you, you might consider subscribing to the Anchor Podcast platform and to our Life Ministries website. You can do this at www.torlifeministry.com. Until then, Ron has left the building.